0: Hello, welcome to All About Dating podcast. With me, dating coach Jade. And me, author Jane. Hello and welcome to episode three of All About Dating. I'm Jane. And I'm Jade. And how's your week been, Jade?
1: My week has been busy, but I feel like you and I will always say that we're busy. We <laughs> I don't, don't stop. We don't stop. So yeah, last week I was off. So off from my day job, off from the dating world as well. And I was chief bridesmaid at my best friend's wedding. I love that. Which was just, they honestly are the perfect couple. They met on Tinder for people who don't know, so it does happen.
0: How does it feel going to a wedding as a single person?
1: It's never been something that's bothered me, especially because most of my weddings have been with my friends back home, and we're such a massive extroverted group, so it never really feels that way.
0: Do you, when you go to the wedding though, do you like try and like source out single men?
1: Not because I used to do that.
0: <laughs> I like. Sometimes. I hope they have brought really cute guys with them. There
1: was definitely a point because before the wedding, the bride had said to me that she asked the groom, like, "Who's out of your friends?" Because they were all coming up from England and I hadn't met any of them before.
0: Who's the single ones? She was
1: like, <laughs> "Yeah." Um, and she was like, "Who's going to speak to Jade?" And he's like, "Oh, probably Dan." And then at the wedding, I was talking to one of his friends and they were like, oh, have you spoken to Dan yet? And I was like, no, I don't even know who that is. Um, but and did you meet this Dan guy? Not at the wedding. Somehow, I don't know how, because I was the only bridesmaid and I have been friends with her for like 15 years. I know all of her family, loads I hadn't seen in ages because of the pandemic and them being in England. So I was just circulating, circulating. And it was funny, I was standing at the bar towards the end of the evening with her, one of her brother-in-laws he's like, I'll get you a drink. And I was like, let's get a shot. <laughs> and then I think he was trying to make me feel better, but he doesn't know me well enough to know that I don't need to be made to feel better. Like a lot of people probably do at weddings because he was like, Audrey, it'll be you next. <laughs> and I was like, no did you, <laughs> I was <try> and- <laughs> did you catch the bookie, by the way? She didn't throw it. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's getting dried out. It's not going anywhere. Um, I've dived for one of those before. Yeah. Desperation times. There's a photograph (laughs) of one of my friends at another wedding throwing her bookie, and I'm literally just staring at it like my hands by my (laughs) side. Like, no, no intention. I literally almost knocked out a flower cow trying to get a (laughs) bookie. Oh, bless! I'm a loser. No, but yeah, he was like, You're, "You'll be next," and I was like, "I really won't be next." I was like, "No, nobody likes me." And he's like, "No, no, you will." And went, like, "No, I don't like anyone. and No one likes me." I was like, "Katie Allen over there, they'll be the next." But that's nice.
0: It's good that you've got out and you've gone to a wedding. It's it's a it's a nice nice week. Oh, it bed. was just
1: so lovely, and it was just what I needed as well to just properly
0: switch off. Good. Um, so, yeah, how about you? How have you been? Well, I recently moved into my apartment. So basically my boyfriend's basically moved in just by, by accident. is um, He's just sold his place in London. So he can either stay at his parents or stay at mine. So he's been staying <laughs> at mine. So he's actually been in my place more than I have because I go out for work. He works remotely but do you know what, he's been a dream. I come home, the place is tidy, he cooks dinner. I'm like, he, he's been sent from heaven.
1: Oh, he really so has, hasn't he? I'll
0: come home he's like, oh, I've just done the hoovering and he'll have like the dinner laid out on the table. So I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm like ha- happy for this to continue. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we. I don't want to be that kind of couple that spends like every minute with each other. It's never been like that for me. So it is quite nice that I'm out working and he's working remotely.
1: Yeah it must be really hard and I know from you know the last year over lockdown so many people did say to me that they were really struggling I mean even like the wedding I was just at like she adores him as soon as he walks into the room you should see her eyes light up she just adores him but they were both working from home and she was like see the way he eats his porridge in the mornings. (laughs) And I thought, well, if she's getting annoyed, every single person the work because she is honestly just the nicest, most positive, chilled out person and nothing yeah, annoys her. You start her. picking up the annoying things. Yeah, but she's a teacher. So that's her back out. So then she's just delighted to come home to yeah. Um, I love living alone and I'm always like, oh, I don't think I could live with someone. But as much as I love cooking, see, whenever I have to do the dishes, I'm like, oh.
0: I actually love the dishes, which is really weird. Oh. I I don't know uh, what it is. Know that the next time I cook for
1: you, <laughs> good to know.
0: Yeah, I actually love it. I mean, if all the kind of household chores like I, I hate like hoovering, I hate ironing, but I love the dishes. So there we are.
1: Okay, noted. The next time I make you some paella, then you can do the dishes, especially paella because it's sticky.
0: Anyway, enough about us. Yes. We um, have a great guest.
1: So today we are delighted to have the UK's top dating coach James Priest with us. James has
0: helped thousands of singles find love and success in relationships. He is the author of 14 best-selling books such as I Will Make You Click and Your Soulmate is Waiting. James shares his expert dating advice through workshops, articles, radio and his own podcast Love Machine.
2: Welcome James. Hi James. Hi there, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. We're so, so excited and I know a lot of our listeners are going to be delighted to hear all about you and what you do. So let's start with what do you do?
2: What do I do? That's a good question. My wife asks me that question every day. <laughs> <laughs> I am a dating coach and I help professionals, single men and women all over the world navigate the incredibly, increasingly difficult path to finding love. So, what I do, I work with individuals, I do seminars, I run events, I work with different matchmaking agencies and brands all over the world to help people put the fun back into dating and help them realize there is hope for everybody.
0: I love that. There's hope. There's hope for us yeah, all. Yeah, you love that word hope, don't I love you? It, that was yeah. your word. And, James, how did you actually get into this profession? I'm quite nosy, so I always like to know how people get into this.
2: Do you want the full version or the short version?
0: Well, we've got all the time in the world, so, you know, whatever whatever you think.
2: (laughs) Jake might have heard this story a hundred times already, but I'm going to tell you the story now. I'll give you the short and down, long version. How about that? Right. Well, many, many years ago, I used to be an actor and I was single. I was dating quite a lot. And yes, absolutely. And I really, really loved to do that. But the trouble was, I didn't make a lot of money doing the acting, apart from the odd voiceover. Oh, that's what I do,
0: James. Really? Wow.
2: That's what I do. That's why I can do this voice like that. (laughs) But anyway, I was acting, but I didn't pay a lot of money. So I I ended up gate crashing a massive singles party in London, had a thousand odd people there. It was called Chemistry. And my friend, another actor, she was working there. So I went in, put a t shirt on, pretended to be one of the hosts, absolutely loved it. And I realised that my skills as an actor, were very transferable to helping people. Things like body language, flirting, confidence, all those sort of things, how to talk to people. So before long, I worked for many different companies. TaylorMove was the UK's number one dating host, which <laughs> made, it meant absolutely nothing, but it helped me grow my business. And then before long, I met my wife, and I wasn't allowed to go on any more dates, but people <laughs> at, the, at the party started paying me to teach them the same secrets that I had myself. And it grew from there, 16 years ago, really, but it's grown up ever since. And I feel so fortunate, actually, that in, during the pandemic and the strange times, I'm able to help people and have a job still.
0: Yeah. See, when you mention how um, being an actor and you've got transferable skills, I totally relate to that. So I do acting as well. But what I have found is sometimes when I would go out to a bar, for example, I'm quite over-friendly, but it's just because as an actor, you know, you're, you, you're happy to just talk to anyone. And some guys would take that as... You fancy me?
1: Yeah. So that was
0: my kind of situation when I go out. I'm like, oh, no, I, I don't fancy them, but they think I do. So <laughs> did you get a lot of that of people thinking that you're chatting them up?
2: Very much so. Particularly at the events, actually. It tends to be women who are a bit older than me. When you're a host, Jade will know this, when you're a host yep. at events, people look at you like you're a bit of a rock star. You're, you're the one in charge, you're in control. <laughs> and acting's the same thing. But when they come to you, you think, well, people are on a pedestal almost. And women were always asking me out, like, do you want to turn them down? too rudely, and one <laughs> punched me in the chest once. I said I wasn't allowed to get to date the customers. And she went and asked somebody else, said, you are allowed to date other customers, and she punched me in the chest. <laughs> but I was very fortunate back in the time that the person I worked for fully endorsed the fact that his host can go and date all the customers. It wasn't one of these people that thought, well, the customers are paying, they can do what they want. But it's your answer to the question, yes, I always got people who misunderstood that I was being friendly. Mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. people don't generally know how to read signals. And I don't know if he's being friendly and doing it in a non-cocky, polite, interested way, that confuses people, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because I am also from an acting background and I was an incredibly shy child who just wanted to be left alone and be a vet. And I went to drama to help my confidence. But then I thought I was going to be the next Nicole Kidman and I didn't go to vet school and that didn't happen. And even when I was at uni, I was still quite shy and quite introverted. And people like, but you get on stage, and I was like, I know, but I'm playing the part. And last week, it was my best friend's wedding, and I had to walk down the aisle by myself in this huge church with all the eyes on me, and I was so nervous. And everyone's like, but you host speed dating, and I was like, yeah, but even at speed dating, I am playing the part of the speed dating host who is the eternal optimist. And sometimes, (laughs) actually, I lose that even, (laughs) but it's definitely a part to play. For sure.
2: It is. Somebody asked me on a podcast the other day, they said, well, how much of dating and all this is actually betraying a character that you're not and being something that you're not? And just playing a character. And I said, well, it's not. It's about being the best version of you. You might have been shy. I was shy once in my life. That's why I became an actor. Even though I wanted to, I was an extroverted introvert, really, at that stage. You know, the thing's changed now. I'm probably more an ambivert now. <laughs> but I, I have to be in this word, <laughs> yeah. So That's what it was. But I found you. you might have been shy, but deep down you wanted to be that confident person who was out in control, everyone looking up to you. And you still are now and you've become that. So you, things don't hold you back. And I think it's not portraying a character, it's being the person, stepping into the person that you want to be. But i just add that now. I couldn't add that in another podcast. That's I love I think
1: that. It, it's very much the fake it till you become it, isn't it? You, it is, you but, fake being the best data, the best date until you do become the best date.
2: Yeah, you've got to believe it yourself. The, only way, the, the brain can't tell the difference between real and imagined events. You tell yourself all good stuff, you will believe it, and you'll step into that, and you'll become that. Don't be negative, that's what I say.
1: I love that. Yeah. So, going back to you, because obviously we went (laughs) off the tangent there, but that was always going to happen, especially since the three of us are all trained actors, so it's where it's going to come up. Um, So, tell, tell us about the types of single people that you work with. Is there a type?
2: That's a good question. All different people from all works of life, all walks of life, in fact, come to me. I work for different dating agencies so they will send me professional singles maybe people who are second time around dating maybe 40s plus who are very serious about meeting someone a lot of people come to me because they absolutely hate the dating apps and they don't know how to do it and they really get frustrated and they get in the horrible cycle of adding themselves deleting themselves a week later and going back on again and then there's people that just have no experience of dating whatsoever and this can be guys who are 23 guys who are 40 women who are 60 and there's a lot of them come to me because they want someone to almost hold their hand right from the start, rebuild their confidence and to get them out dating and realise what they have to do. Because when you've been single a long time, if it is the whole of your life or just for 20 years, it's really, really hard to get back and start doing it again. Yeah. But luckily I get to do that. And Even today I coach someone in that situation. He's 47 years old, never been on a date in his life. Wow. Nothing wrong with him, but he's now working with me and I've already given him a great session and I've boosted his confidence. So, oh,
0: that's fantastic.
2: Oh, that's what I like doing
0: and what's your thoughts james on online dating what do you think of it
2: well that's a good question as well because i work with so many different dating brands and the short answer to that that question is that they are a good tool to meet people if you do it the right way but they do cause a lot of problems in themselves because you are judging somebody on one or two pictures and a few lines so there's no way of telling if someone's a good match or not so many people do it and they the first pictures that they find on their phone, stick them on the profile, <laughs> write a few lines, can't be bothered Because people aren't going around taking pictures of themselves, particularly guys, for yeah. online dating, aren't they? They don't do that. So you go on the phone, download the pictures, stick them on there, and even though they're not particularly good, it's you on a drunken night like, out or something like that, or a wedding, then you actually in these pictures and you wonder why you are not get the results out of it. There's a lot of time wasting, a lot of miscommunication. Yeah. But I think if you know what you're doing and you have a good strategy, then they can work. But They're just one tool in the whole arsenal of singles events, matchmaking, asking your friends, going out to meet people in real life and just talking to people this just one tool.
0: Although when a guy puts a picture with a dog, oh that's a that's 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 who
1: you're a euro winner. That's a sweet. Your break. boyfriend doesn't even have a dog, does he? I know but it's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe you settled down with someone who doesn't have a dog yet.
2: I <laughs> thought it would be a great business to hire out dogs to people for single dating for yes. yes. <laughs> That's a great but, idea. But that is that is faking it, unfortunately. I couldn't be authentic, but Here's, I always um, tell people. I work with the Harmony sometimes and they said that having a dog is the best thing you can do. In fact, any sort of pet in a picture, even if it's a snake or a rat you can still generate much more <laughs> interest because someone's
1: interested they're going to commit with you that's what here's i'm going off tangent a little bit but i've got a funny story so i met a guy at a friend's wedding so i was friends with the groom and he introduced me to this guy from football and then i was just like oh hi i chatting away and that was sort of it and he messaged me on facebook later that night when i didn't get a dance and i was like oh yeah yeah but i said to him on facebook to be polite especially because we're from a small town and I didn't live in the town at the time. And for two and a half years, he messaged me constantly, always asking me out. I was always getting notifications. He super liked me on Tinder. Nap, nap, nap. Anyway, then I was in a stage where I was going through a breakup um, and I was living back home as well. And he put up a picture of this puppy. And That's I was it. like... <laughs> Oh my God, whose dog is that? And he's like, mine. And I was like, no way. So we ended up chatting that day. And then he's like, what are you doing this evening? I was like, nothing. He's like, do you want to come and walk the dog? And I was like, okay. It just shows you. And then that was us. That was us for like two months. And (laughs) it didn't work out, but we still talk all the time. Mainly, I'm devastated about the dog though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's because it shows a caring, nurturing side. You could potentially be a good father, a good carer and that's the reason why like this yeah i think animals are just sweet aren't they that's what it is
1: exactly exactly. i prefer i prefer them to children but that's a whole other thing (laughs) that we won't go into tonight um so james with your clients and talking to single people now is there a common theme right now about how people are feeling about dating especially given that that's us out of lockdown almost kind of
2: yeah, I think initially there was a buzz of excitement. People were ready to go out dating again, and they had the summer of love, going out loads and loads of dates. But now the nights are drawing in again. It's getting darker, and people are frustrated that the same old issues are there. And they can't really go to events, because the events don't exist in the same way they once did, and there aren't so many friends' barbecues to go to. But I do get the honest feeling people are hopeful, and they will continue to be hopeful now, because people have thought about this for a long time. No one wants to put their love lives on hold any longer. So the fact is getting a bit dark and there's not so many options. It doesn't matter. It's not gonna stop people. And we're heading towards Christmas and, and that means positivity. Everyone loves Christmas. And the Christmas things you can do, Christmas lights, Christmas winter wonderlands, all these things, it's great. Then we're gonna get January a series of New Year's resolutions, new start, new optimism. So I think this is good. People are generally feeling positive. Jade, you might disagree.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm I, personally I'm on a little bit of a dating hiatus now, but um, yes. no, I do agree, and I noticed that as well. And I think January mm. and people make resolutions, and then yeah. with February they've got they've got this new resolution. They're like, right, I'm going to try something different, and then it's Valentine's Day, and I always find that week is the busiest for speed dating, as yeah. the build up to Valentine's Day.
2: It is. It's also a time that every single bar will run singles events for yes. the first time. So I'll be doing some next year as well, hopefully. That's
0: so J- James, what's your kind of top tips for singles that are looking to meet somebody? What kind of tips would you give them?
2: My top tips? Well, the first thing to do is to take some sort of action. Be proactive. Just joining a dating site with bad pictures isn't taking action. That's inaction. That's just delaying your own happiness. Go, Women, reach out to guys first. That's something very important, I would say. If you don't make the first move, someone else will, and they'll grab their attention before you even got a chance. Go out there and say hello to a guy or a girl in a coffee shop, ask them a question. All you're doing is starting a conversation. There's nothing bad about that. So just go out there and reach people in the real world too. Don't just hide behind the apps, because everyone would love a bit of, of a compliment. Even if you pay them a compliment, and they're not single, you paid them a compliment, they'll make their day. I think spread some love somehow, If you're not good at doing that, pay a compliment to a complete stranger at a bus stop or the checkout girl to get yourself back into this. And the next thing to do is go out there and have a really good think about what you want to achieve from all this. You've got to have a plan. People go into this, I'm going to join the dating app, I'm going to meet someone, go on 10 dates by Tuesday. And then what they're doing, they're not filtering the right type of men or women they're going to be meeting and they're going into it completely blind. So have a clear idea about what you will and won't tolerate. And then get them on the telephone before you go onto WhatsApp. Skip WhatsApp. WhatsApp is the biggest waste of time. Jane Lozen discussed. It's the biggest waste. It's the biggest waste of time. You're on the app. It's free or it's private. It's secure. You're going to give your number out. Get them to call you. Have a ten minute call. If you like the sound of them, go out on the date with them as quickly as you can. And then if you don't like them, so I'm really busy at the moment, but I'll catch up with you soon. And then get back to them, never. <laughs> and, and I think going for coffee is not a good idea for a first date as well. It's, it's, it's too generic. There's no atmosphere. You don't have to drink alcohol, but go somewhere that's romantic, when it's a hotel lobby or go for a couple of glasses of wine. But keep a date to around 90 minutes as well. Keep it relatively short, long enough to leave them wanting a bit more. They're my top tips. I could go on all day, but that's enough for now, I think.
1: I love that. And do you have a great success story from someone that you've maybe coached before that you want to tell us about?
2: i do i get success stories all the time which i'm very very happy about i can give you one that happened this week yes. i was thinking about earlier i can tell you one some years ago over the last six months we have got married because of this but someone contacted me a little while ago who is english isn't his native language but he's he speaks fluent english and he's very very shy he's a very bad experience dating before and i've worked with him to really really build up his confidence and he's been going out on his first dates recently and I've been building his dating profiles. He's gone out, had amazing photographs, which has got massive results on some of these web sharing, where you can actually women can vote on your pictures and see what you think about them. Great success on that. But the happy success story with this is he has now started to date somebody as of yesterday, and he has now got getting loads and loads of matches on these dating apps. He's got three more dates lined up, but he's counted them because he's going to see how it works with this girl. So I'm really really pleased. He's a younger guy. He's about 24. And it just shows me that anyone could do this. Anyone can find love. If you take the action, put the work in that he did to go and get new pictures, take my advice, go and talk to people, go out on dates, break through the fear barrier, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. do it. And then you can be my next success story if you actually Aww. do something Aww, about
1: it. Oh, you're so cheesy,
0: but I love it <laughs> yeah, really. <yes. laughs> so James, can you tell us about your newest offering, Dating Decoded?
2: Dating Decoded, absolutely. This is a new course that I brought out for women To learn how to understand guys, to decode the male brain, and also to do online dating the right way. Because like I mentioned, so many women absolutely hate this. Most of these apps are, the numbers are, there's so many more men than women on there, which isn't a great thing for ladies, because it means the men aren't making a good effort, because they're not getting many responses. So they'll make an effort. And it teaches women how to use them, how to attract the right sort of people, how to be proactive, how to be the top 10% on these dating apps, so you attract the top 10% of of men by doing that. And I've got a great programme. There's a Facebook group. I interact and I coach people on there as well. I do little groups on there and it's gone down so well. People are absolutely loving it. It's not particularly expensive. You can find that more on my website. We'll come to that I'm sure at the end of this. But do have a little play with that and I'd love to get more women on there. It really has made the difference.
1: Oh that sounds great. That sounds so good. And at the start of Lockdown that is when you brought out your own yes. podcast, Love Machine. How's yes. that going?
2: It is really, really good. I've done 80 episodes now. <gasps>
1: Wow. Several so with you,
2: Jane, of course. That's <laughs> you know, my first ever guest and my 50th guest, which is very, very good. <laughs> this is why it's so lovely to be here with you now, to so you come full circle. And I'm doing it on your podcast now, which was a bit weird, but it's been good. <laughs> but that's podcast... um,
1: thanks to you. I'm here. Thanks to you.
2: <laughs> well,. I won't take all the credit, but why not? <laughs> That's why do. I'm just joking. No, I, I've got a Love Machine podcast. It's gone down really well. I interview lots of experts and single people and bloggers and all sorts of people all around the world. It's really gone down well. And it's helped me connect and even work for new people, new clients and new brands. And it's a fun podcast about how to attract more love into your life, whether it's through your relationships, through work, through your general lifestyle. But mainly it's about dating and how to do it the right way.
0: Do you have and... a memorable guest from that podcast? Jade, of course. Oh, <laughs> Apart from you, have
2: to see that. You have to see runs. that. But I've had some great experts on. Them. I had uh, Claudia Cox, is a flirting expert. On, oh on text wow! Messages. That's gone down really, really well. She's amazing about. I've got a few celebrity guests over the over the year, over the years, over the last eighteen months, and everyone. I wouldn't pick anyone out in particular because I'm very grateful to every one of them to come yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. But they some are in America, some are in Germany, mostly in the UK. But I've got some new guests coming up, and every conversation i get to learn a bit more and i get to help more people that's great so i'm going to head to 100 that's my goal yes
1: i love it yeah going back to what you were saying earlier about success stories have you actually ever been invited to a wedding from someone that you've coached
2: i have very much in fact i couldn't go to one recently that i was invited to which is a bit of a shame this is someone that actually worked for me she wasn't a coaching client i was coaching her all the way through her relationships and she met somebody, and I gave all the advice to make sure that this worked out with her. And then we became really close friends because of this. And she got engaged, and I was the second person after her mum that she told, she went to thank me. And she invited me to her wedding, and I couldn't go Aww. because it was a long way away. I, couldn't, I didn't have a car at the time because my wife needed it, and I couldn't go to it. But some of my other friends did go, and they've seen the pictures. But I'll be seeing celebrating with her. And a lot of other people were due to get married at the start of the pandemic, and I haven't dared chase them up to find out if they went ahead or not. I, I saw success stories I'm assuming they got married I wasn't invited to them but I've had thank you letters from mothers who have thanked me for this and they said, you know, they said James thank you so much because sometimes the parents pay for my sessions wow. and I said it's the best investment we ever made thank you so much so I did get invited quite a lot and invited out the latest thing seems to be invited out for afternoon tea in London and drinks we've got to clients who are really happy relationships and I've done that sometimes but I'm not really travelling into London that much at the moment. But I've got a few lined up for when I do go home. And that's
1: we'll sweet. be in London soon, hopefully, won't yes, we? I'll absolutely.
0: But that's amazing. Yes, yes. You've had so many success stories and you've yes. brought people together to the point where they've got married. That's huge.
2: Yeah. I do, and have children as well. That's I don't, I don't coach on that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I think all I do is I make people realise that there is a chance and you can do something about this. And there's someone out there for everybody. And a lot of people did break up at the start of the pandemic and they had all different different things like that. And now they've realised what they really want and they're going for it. And I've been doing this a long time. So yes, I've got lots of success stories, but it's because i persevered and so have they. A lot of people do this a bit blindly and I like to hear to help people
0: love that and what does your wife think about your your job because obviously you're speaking to so many different professionals and things like someone that's teaching about flirting do you go home and try the flirting techniques in your wife
2: she is very very strong-minded i have to say she's a black belt kickboxer (laughs) (laughs) she's, she's not she's quite petite but in a nice way but she's if I did new things, she would kickbox me through a window. <laughs> <laughs> She's very trusting. If I tell her someone said something to her compliment, she just doesn't really pay attention to it. <laughs> she can get jealous if I want her to be, but I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But often I like to tell about my celebrity clients and my success stories and things like that, and she enjoys it. She's very, very tolerates a lot of things because I have to work a lot of evenings as well. Because I do it by Zoom mm-hmm. mostly now, my events, I have to do them face to face. I have to be away in evenings. I do them at weekends. But it does mean, luckily, recently over the last 18 months, I've worked from home a lot more and spent more time with the family. But she's, she's very an amazing lady, and I know I'm very lucky to have her. Oh. So, so, that's it. I went on hundreds of dates with different women to find the right person. I knew she was the one very, very quickly. So I, I am my own success story.
1: i love that that it just
0: shows you like you just have to persevere and you'll eventually you know through dating you learn so much as well about yourself and what you like and what you don't like so people should just keep trying and stop saying i'm going to give it a break i'm going to stop so jade
2: (laughs) The, the the break does nothing the break just delays your own happiness that's it stop what you're doing try something different and then go into it again (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about that after but yeah. usually I do say there's no such thing as a bad day because everything's a lesson but yeah, yeah um, and um, it's funny because a lot of the things that my mum has taught me things just by being my mum and one <laughs> thing that she used to say to me I remember calling her a couple of years ago crying my eyes out because something had ended and she went, Jade. Your heart is not broken. Your ego is broken.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> and yeah. I have that at the minute. Like I know right now, I'm just. It's a bit of a, like an ego boost as well. Like that's gone. So yeah, yes, Thursday. Uh, you'll get that again.
2: Well. You'll get it again.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: But You need more than ego boost. You need someone to be your equal and someone that's going to match you. And that's going to be a hard thing to do.
1: It's it's a high yeah. a high barrier, yeah. but I'm setting it, it and is. that's it so finally we always ask our guests to give us a song for our all about dating playlist i've got to sing (laughs) no you don't have to sing i mean maybe we could maybe i mean if you want to that's that's an option um so it can be yeah it can be a song based on what you've told us today or anything mm -hmm. from your own inspirational love story
2: great question well speaking of singing I'm not going to sing now, don't worry. But I actually, when I did a first dance with my wife, I'm a terrible dancer at my wedding 10 years ago. I'm a terrible, terrible dancer. But I can do impressions. I can do singing. So I did sing to her as our first dance, Can't Help Falling In Love With You. Aww. I was pressing. And I was playing it. People didn't realise it was me singing it. I thought it really was Elvis, Which is a great compliment. And I got away with the dancing. But gradually <laughs> word was spread. And that was James singing that. that was James singing that. Because it was pre-recorded. But what I liked about that, she took me to a studio to record it, especially before the wedding. Because she understood me so well that I'd love to do that. So that is a song. And not the UB40 version, the Elvis version. Of course.
0: (laughs) so I know,
1: I love that. That's definitely going in our Ah. playlist. So was that the backup then, Elvis impersonator, if the dating coach thing didn't work out?
2: (laughs) If I had my absolute dream job doing anything, I would have my one-man show doing all different characters and singing different songs and... all sorts of entertainment, magic, all sorts of things going on. Maybe on cruise ships around the world. Oh, I've done the that's cruise it. ships. <laughs> you don't want to do <laughs> that. Sure. In fact, what I'd like to do one day is do seminars and do events on cruise ships. Mm-hmm. And then I like, can incorporate some of my singing and some of my accent and all different things into the whole thing and make it fun. But that's another you. day, another story. I
0: can see you coming to the Edinburgh Fringe in a the next f- the future yeah. years you know <laughs> yeah, I've we'll... been
2: there a few times when I was actor I did some very terrible plays in my time when I was there <laughs> yeah, I know, but we'll... it was great when I, when I was single it was amazing because I got lots of dates out of it yes. I very happy memories <laughs> I know,
1: I that's used... a long time ago <laughs> I used to live in Edinburgh during the fringe you'd be out like 5 in the morning and oh the people <laughs> I used to meet I had the best time it was the best time in my 20s but maybe it was me
2: maybe going back there was long... maybe you were probably weren't well born then 15 years ago probably <laughs> <you're> too young <laughs> so James if people yeah.
0: want to find out more about you and what you do what's the best mm-hmm. way they can do that
2: there's two ways of doing this there's my website which is www.jamespriest.com that's p-r-w-c-e and my instagram which is james priest coach i've got lots of motivational tips and advice on there and please do follow me and interact reach out and say hello if you go to my website you will get my free book which is called your soulmate is waiting but i know jay was looking forward to reading soon i
1: know i, I noticed it last night it's oh, all about yes. the law of attraction and that we're really into exactly. all that kind of thing so yeah.
2: yeah it's all about that it's about positivity so you let your free copy of that go onto the website jamesfree.com download your copy and reach out and say hello to me
1: amazing thank you so much for joining us what a brilliant chat thank, thank you james
2: thank you for having me have a great evening
1: You thank too. Bye. Bye.
0: bye. thank you for listening to this episode of all about dating If you enjoyed this episode, please do give us a review and don't forget to subscribe to us on
1: Spotify and Apple. And you can send us your thoughts, messages and any dating stories or dilemmas by sliding into our DMs. My Instagram is jaded.dating and Jane's is swipe forever after. or you can email us at allaboutdatingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.